It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, Discover beauty around every turn. Your California road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and ride with us in the California Road Trip Republic. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are locked on Auburn. Your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day we get a little bit closer to Auburn football. It's game week and you can tell you guys tune in like crazy. We absolutely love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, However you're listening, whenever you're listening, Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. Also today we will chat with Nathan King of AuburnSports.com. On Locked on Auburn. Pappas, it's game week, like I said, and uh, we also have our captains for this Auburn football team. I'm pumped about it. Pumped about it, man. Game week and captains. Let's go. Yeah, so the team voted for four different guys. Senior linebacker K.J. Britt. Senior defensive end Big Cat Bryant. Sophomore quarterback Bo Nix. And junior running back. Sean Shivers, what stands out to you most about these four guys being the captains? I'm I'm a little surprised. It's it's Sean Shivers, to be honest with you, but yeah, um, that's awesome. That's awesome for him. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's going to be the guy. I wonder that if that's a testament cool. to how strong his fall camp has been. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe it's a testament to you know him being a leader and stepping up in that room full of. Full of younger guys, we we don't really know. I hope it's both. I I, I hope it is both. Um, the other three, I don't think, are very surprising. Right. Um, pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Um, it's cool that he's actually Captain Bo Nix now. <laughs> I love that Twitter account. I know you aren't a huge fan of it, but I uh. Yeah, I think that's funny. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if there were media days this year, would the three have been KJ, Big Cat, and Bo that represented Auburn? I think that would have been a fun group to see. 
Would you expect anybody else? You know, I thought it was interesting there was nobody from the offensive line, but then you think about it, it's like, is Nick Brahms kind of a vocal leader on this team? I don't know. And then outside of that, I would have guessed Eli Stove, maybe, over Sean Shivers. I don't know. I wonder how accessible Eli Stove is. I mean, he's been there since 1984, so <laughs> I, I worry that he might be, you know, when when you're 45, it's it is tougher to to relate to these these 18 and 19 year olds, you know. Do you think he and uh, Court Sandberg just kind of sit around, sit in the corner, and you know talk about social security benefits and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Probably the good Medicare, old days. <laughs> Medicaid. When their benefits are coming in this month. Right. The 1980s, just how great they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Cool, you know, just kind of uh, floating around we're de- things. We're, and, what's up? We're de- we're gonna we're gonna get some heat for um, referring to people who went to college in the eighties as on welfare or Medicare. Sorry, not welfare, but on Medicare and old. That's gonna happen. Uh, maybe so. If if by no one else, then by my mother. Does your mom listen to the show? Yeah, she did yesterday. How about that? She texted me and she was like. You were dead right about Mark Anthony. It's like, thank you, Mom. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right, cool. Today's show brought to you by our friends at HomeFieldApparel.com. Homefield makes prim- uh, premium vintage licensed college apparel, and one of their newest schools is Auburn. So be sure to check out their new Auburn line. I love it. I love it. We have two of these shirts, and they are the most comfortable shirts that we own. Um, they fit great. They feel great. And you know what? I think I look pretty good in the, these shirts. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so, yeah, unique historical design, incredibly comfortable, kind of this historic um, obby and a lot of these. Uh, I absolutely love it. So I know you will, too. Get 20% off your first purchase of Auburn gear with promo code Auburn. That's easy enough. A-U-B-U-R-N at homefieldapparel.com. Get 20% off your first purchase of Auburn gear with code Auburn at homefieldapparel.com. Also, give us some love to our friends at Built Bar. You can go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for uh, $10 off your first box. But uh, the, the thing about Built Bar is extremely low calorie and extremely low sugar, but lots of protein. Guys like Sean Shivers, I bet that's why he's had such a good camp. I bet that's why he's had such a good camp, just because he's going to town on these built bars. All kinds of flavors that you want. Coconut, or you can kind of go fruitier. They've got some fruity flavors. I'm a big peanut butter fan, chocolate fan. Um, even their salted caramel is actually probably my favorite. So um, I love built bar. Once again, locked on, promo code locked on at builtbar.com for $10 off your order. Nathan King with Auburn Rivals, AuburnSports.com joining us. Nathan, it's been a minute. How are you, bud? I am doing great. How are you guys doing this game week? Y'all excited? Man, we are so pumped. Like you said, it is game week, and I think uh, you're starting to feel the energy. I think it's almost a little cautious, uh, you know, how excited people are being. It's like, is it actually here? Is it actually here? <laughs> and, you know, it's been such a, uh, such a crazy offseason. I mean, what are you feeling? What are you excited to be writing about? You know, uh, you know, just a few days from now, as Auburn is uh, gearing up to get ready to take on uh, Kentucky. 
yeah, I'm, I'm finally, you know, I'm ready to look ahead to an opponent. Um, you know, that's something that all summer long, like you said, you know, we were just kind of cautiously optimistic about everything. And so um, at times it felt almost irresponsible to look ahead too much. Um, and even now, you know, with the past few weeks of what's been happening with games being postponed and canceled, you know, you're really, really just crossing your fingers that we're going to get to Saturday. So hopefully we do. Um, yeah, I'm just really, really excited to, to get back and be covering a game again. I think we're, um, we're really blessed to be in this situation right now because I think, um, you know, I was pretty pessimistic about it earlier in the summer. I, I didn't know if we'd get here, but uh, I'm just really excited that it, it seems like we finally made it. Yeah, yeah, it seems like we did. So you tweeted out um, just a few minutes ago at the time we were recording this on Monday around midday, uh, quoting Kentucky coach Mark Stoop saying he has no word on Joey Gatewood's eligibility and he also uh, sounds like he dispelled any kind of um, truth to the rumor about the gentleman's agreement regarding Joey Gatewood's eligibility. What's the latest on that? Right. So it's actually, you know, Zoom is no fun because, you know, we'd obviously rather be in person with everybody. We'd rather be talking to coaches and players in person. However, it does mean that you can just pop in on the opponent's press conference uh, because, that, you know, that's nice because you can just do it over the Internet. So uh, we chatted with Mark Stoops just a little bit. This morning, and yes, obviously what, what Auburn fans have most pinpoint is uh, as, as a big storyline there is Joey Gatewood, the former Auburn quarterback. Um, he has been approved by the NCAA, but not by the SEC yet. And there was a rumor that, you know, oh, well, Auburn was very helpful with his waiver this summer, so in sort of a, quote, gentleman's agreement, unquote, um, Kentucky would withhold him from that first game, even if he was cleared, they wouldn't play him, you know, kind of just paying back and thanking Auburn for being helpful. Uh, Mark Stoop says, you know, that's baloney. He basically said, if Gatewood's available, he'll play. You know, he's a really talented guy. Obviously, he's not going to be their starting quarterback because they've got Terry Wilson back. But we saw what Joey Gatewood was able to succeed in in some packages last season as as a not starting guy. Um, so if if they have him, you know, if he's available, Kentucky's going to want to play him because he'll give him a chance to win. But right now, um, still nothing yet. And there was a bit of a tone of frustration from Mark Stoop. Um, this has been a really long process for Gatewood, and, and during it, he's seen a lot of other players across the country get their um, eligibility for the season approved, and, and he's yet to get hit. So it's got to be frustrating for him. Hopefully, um, they hear something soon. How how much do you think the offense is really going to change from you know 2018 to 2019? Obviously, they had to to do a complete overhaul when Terry Wilson got hurt, but then moving into this season, you know, we kind of expected to see the 2018 offense again, but obviously Terry Wilson's a, a, a very mobile quarterback. So how much of that 2019 rushing attack do you think is still going to be hanging around? Yeah, I think that's really big because of how much experience Kentucky got last year. Um, really just bruising people with that rushing attack. Like you said, it was behind a really, really strong and talented offensive line that Mark Soup said today. He feels like it's the strength of that offense. Um, is that they've got so much experience and they've got a lot of talent um, and they had a lot of success last season moving guys out of the way and creating room for you know the quarterback who was you know just a wide receiver playing playing quarterback but then the running game also had a lot of success um, I think that's only going to you know sell some confidence for Terry Wilson because he's a guy that they might have to kind of ease back into things you know Mark Stoops was talking today about how you know look he hasn't really taken that first shot since he got his surgery after his injury you know he'll maybe have to take a sack or two that's what Stoop says to really get back in the feel of the game you know their quarterbacks haven't been alive this preseason they're obviously wanting to keep him healthy until game day so I, I think it's huge Michael I think that's something that they're going to lean on as Terry Wilson gets back into things 
because I agree. I think he's a mobile quarterback. He's a really, really good quarterback. He's one of the better ones in the SEC East. Um, but he's a guy that's coming off of a big injury. So if you're Kentucky, you're glad that you had so much experience and success last season on the ground. Nathan, there's been a lot of talk about Auburn defending Kentucky's offense, whether it's quarterback Terry Wilson or Kentucky's experienced offensive line against this new defensive line for Auburn. But let's flip that. How do you think Auburn is going to attack Kentucky's defense? And where does Kentucky kind of have the biggest mismatch against Auburn's offense? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so this Kentucky defense is no slouch as well. You know, that's that's one of the reasons, you know, you look at this offense, has good running backs back, it's got a good offensive line back, um, but the defense returns seven to eight starters, um, and a lot of those guys come in the secondary. So um, I think Auburn's got to have success on the ground. And that's the, you look back in um, the history of some season openers under Gus Malzahn, and obviously now with Chad Morris running the show on the offense, um, I think they're going to be looking to establish things on the ground. They, they want to play about four running backs per game. Um, obviously, they've got five guys who are really, really talented back there. I think that's going to be their number one priority because what Bo Nix is going to do is thing. I think um, you know he's he's looking to develop in that second year. He's looking to take another step with Chad Morris. I think that's going to come, um, but I don't think you're going to have a lot of success there unless you can set up the ground game. So I think yeah, it's like you're talking about it's the line of scrimmage. So that's where Auburn's got to win this game. So I would agree with you that it's almost equally as important. You know, they've got to get a good push against that offset. Kentucky offensive line, that new Auburn D-line, has to be successful in disrupting things. Uh, but at the same time, Auburn's got an overall offensive line right now, and they've got to find success on the ground. They've got to create some holes for these running backs. They're off everything is going to be on Bowman's shoulders. And he's a more experienced guy now, but I just I, I don't think that necessarily sells a lot of success for Auburn um, when you put everything on your quarterback. Yeah, and you mentioned the running backs. Uh, Zach is convinced that Sean Shivers is going to be the starting running back and be the guy for I Auburn in the, in I the backfield in this, this season. Do you agree? I mean, obviously they've got some some very, very good young running backs. Yeah, I think Sean Shivers is probably your first guy um, when you're talking about the depth chart being released tomorrow by Gus Malzahn, when you're talking about the first running back on the field. Um, if you just, you know, I, I was going to say if you sort of read the tea leaves from this preseason, but it really hasn't been that vague from the coaching staff and the players. Um, Sean has taken a big step forward. He's been a great leader. Obviously, we know he's a guy um, that has great energy. He, he really lights up the room for them. Um, he's a guy who's given a lot of effort his first two years, but now he's sort of, and he's the most veteran guy right now in that room. He's got the most experience out of all of them. You're talking about a lot of young players in there. Um, he's a junior, and he's the guy that's ready to lead the pack this season. It really sounds like it's, it's probably Sean Shivers number one, DJ Williams number two. Really, not a lot of difference there. You know, probably a similar amount of carries. Um, and then we'll see what happens after that. You know, they're high on these freshmen, Mark Anthony Richards and, and Tank Bigsby. Obviously, are uh, some former prospects that were really, really highly touted out of high school, and then Harold Joyner is still in the mix. So this is a very deep and very talented Auburn tailback room. I think that's that's obviously undisputed. But it's just how Chad Morris is going to use him. And I think that starts with your guy Shivers, Zach. I think um, if he can have success, if you can get your number one running back rolling, I think the other ones are going to start to fall into place. So I think it's probably pretty key that he gets going in this first game. Nathan, two quick things. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your time. Really, really appreciate it. But one, where can people find all of your content and on social media and all that good stuff? And then uh, you got a quick prediction for uh, what you expect to see on Saturday. Yes, for sure. Uh, you can go to AuburnSports.com. Um, I'm really excited about what we're doing this week. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff, like we were saying earlier. Game week just kind of has a different feel 
um, a different excitement to it. So you can check me out there. You can check me out on Twitter at by Nathan King. Um, and then in terms of the game, uh, I haven't really landed on a score prediction yet, but I will say I don't think Auburn is going to cover it. Um, I just I, I think Kentucky's really good. These are two pretty evenly matched teams. Um, I think Auburn is going to have a little bit more comfort playing at home. I know there won't be a ton of fans there. Um, and I think Auburn's got a little bit more talent on both sides of the ball. So I, I think Auburn will be wins by four or five. I don't think they'll cover. Um, but I do think Auburn should get that win on Saturday. If they don't, you know, they might have some problems. Um, we'll see how many guys are going to be available because of COVID. But I think if all goes according to plan in terms of the roster and health and all that stuff, um, I think Auburn should be able to come away with a win. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Good stuff from Nathan King of AuburnSports.com. <clears throat> um, thought he had a lot of good things to say. We may have him on more often throughout the season. And if there's different beat writers you guys want us to reach out to, please let us know. Um, want to give some uh, quick shout-out to our friends at Shady Rays. They are back on with us for the next month of football season. So excited about that. Head over to ShadyRays.com and use promo code AUBURN25, A-U-B-U-R-N-25, for 25% off your order. Michael, you wear Shady Rays. I wear Shady Rays. I absolutely love mine. I know that you love yours. And I highly encourage you to go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code Auburn25 for uh, 25% off your order. All right, let's jump into some listener questions, Michael. Um, Ben from North Georgia, uh, he left a voicemail, and he's got an idea for a new nickname. All right, here's uh, here's Ben. Hey, guys. Ben from North Georgia. Um, Great episode today on the things that we don't know yet, but I wanted to, since y'all are a fan of um, nicknames, I wanted to toss one at y'all and, you know, lay it at the feet of the court for a decision, but everybody keeps calling Wesley Steiner a freak. Can we please call him freaking Steiner? I mean, come on, it's got to work. Hey, or just wanted to throw that one out there for you guys. Love y'all as always. Take care. Bye. We love you too, Ben. Michael, what are your thoughts on Frankensteiner? Uh, no, Frankenstein. Frankensteiner. Fre- yep, you're right. Fre- is the I, I guess the real question is he Doctor Frankenstein or is he Doctor Frankenstein's monster? You know, I mean, <laughs> I important know. distinction there, but I love it. <laughs> ben from North Georgia coming in hot. That was great. Okay, I'm all aboard. So you're in. All right, I'm in. Frankensteiner. I can I can deal with that. All right, we got a listener question. Two hundred five five. Yep. Hold on. Okay. I should clarify. I'm in for either Doctor Frankenstein or Doctor Frankenstein's monster. Which one do you like more? Doctor Frankenstein, just fewer words. I, I think I like that one too. Yeah. Two hundred five five zero two four two eight five. Hello, my name is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, huge fan of the show. We appreciate it. I read where Stoops said that Wilson hasn't been hit since his injury. Do y'all think that plays a role in how Wilson will approach the game? I think it's impossible for it not to. You know, there's this there's this nonstop debate every offseason. 
And uh, fortunately, you know, we haven't. That's one of the things that we haven't heard this offseason is, you know, are Auburn's quarterbacks going live? And it's like no one's quarterbacks are going live, especially guys like Terry Wilson, who have been injured in the past and they want to keep him as safe as possible. You don't really know how you're going to respond until you get hit the first time. Now, Terry Wilson's played before, so he knows kind of what the game speed of an SEC game looks like. But I think that's something that is worth monitoring. I don't think there's any question about it. Emotionally, how do you kind of, you know, are you as physical as you were if you're, if you're him in, in 2018? Are you as physical then? Um, I don't think it's, I think it's impossible to know until we see what happens on Saturday. It's been almost two years since this guy has, oh no, one year. It's been almost one year since he got hit. I mean, think about that, and then and then to come out in your first SEC or in your first game and have it be an SEC game, like the first time he gets hit, he's going to get hit. Right. Um. There. Yeah. There's no way for that to not have an effect. I mean, we saw Navy in Week One or whatever you want to call it that when when they went out and they hadn't hit this whole preseason and. What a bad idea that was, by the way. Team. How did Ken Niamatololo think that was a good idea? Um, I, I doubt he thought it was a good idea. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that that was a, uh, administration thing. Yeah. That that yeah, wasn't right. Ken's idea because like literally starting the day after the game, they were like, we're just hitting this whole week. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they looked better. <clears throat> they rallied back and won last weekend. So worth yeah, monitoring. So, uh, and we'll, we, we see it a lot. Um, I'm thinking the first play might be a designed quarterback run now just to get him hit. Yeah. And, so. and his game is so interesting, or it's interesting because of his game, rather. I don't think running quarterbacks are that interesting anymore. I think we're kind of used to it. But the whole, you know, we talked about this yesterday. If he's passing the football, I think it's good for Auburn. And so, like, he's going to need to, like, create contact. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie sent us a text. Follow up to my question on Shivers not running track. We answered this on yesterday's show. Be sure to check that out. My thoughts all kind of lead to what Zlackerby, my nickname for Zach, was saying about his weight. Zlackerby. Jamie, I think we could do better than that. I think we could do better than that. I've heard Zacherby. I don't know. Okay. Isn't, What's up? Isn't this Zlacerby? Surely, I don't know. All right. Something to think about. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> While Shivers was at home during COVID and what would have been track season this year, I imagine his workouts were probably more focused on football. And even though he didn't go through a football offseason in Auburn with the football training staff, I think he put himself in a better position physically to take the step he has this year than he would have been if he had ran track. His weight is probably the easiest metric to point to to prove this point. But I think the fact that he likely came into the preseason in better football shape and didn't run track has allowed him to quickly focus on being the best football player he can be. If he had ran track, it would take longer for him to get into football shape than it did this year, even with COVID and whatnot. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Jamie, and I think um, I think you're right. I think you're right when you look at this, uh, the makeup of, of what Sean Shivers can do. Uh, I don't disagree with anything here. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying either, Jamie. Um, I, I would be more likely, I guess, to buy in and like wholeheartedly agree with you if this wasn't 
like if this wasn't the first season he had not run track in basically his life, mm-hmm. right? Like he goes through it a- every single season. So it's not like it's a new thing, I guess I would say. Um, I would be interested to see if he like dropped a bunch of weight to run track last year right. and then had to put it on, put it back on. And this year he didn't have to do that. Um, uh, I-, I also would be interested to know how much different track shape is than football shape with his, with his type of game yeah and i think that's interesting i think you know with him and schwartz they're sprinters the, yeah and they're they're speedsters you know and so like these guys mm-hmm. aren't running you know i don't think they're running the 1600 i assume they're running shorter stuff well i mean we know they are right they're they run the 100 meters and the 200 meters so okay i believe you i, I mean i assumed but i, I didn't know that Oh, yeah. I'm like 90% sure. I mean, that makes sense. And so, like, how much of that change with what they are asked to do on the football field? Shivers, it may be different this year because, I mean, this time, you know, four months ago, I don't think any of us expected Shivers to be, you know, the the lead back, but it certainly seems like that's the case now. Um, but, like, Schwartz, I don't think that – I don't think that that's that big of a change. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, it, yes – and the hundred meters is a hundred yards. I mean, it's a little longer, right? But like, that's a decent comparison. So the absolute longest that they would have to run on a football field is the hundred meters, and that's on like a kick return or something. So like, I would be interested to see how much that really. Or I would be interested, actually, to talk to one of them and and see how much that affected them. That's a it's a great question to ask. Yeah, it's interesting, um, Jamie. It, it's a great point to bring up, just to be like, you know, how much different is it? Because instead of training to run, I guess what would be a longer distance for a football player. But again, you know, especially for guys like Schwartz and and Shivers who were, you know, elite track athletes, like, I, I I would almost be more interested to know how much football uh, affects their track ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, clearly it hadn't affected Schwartz a whole lot, so we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. No, good question, Jamie. Appreciate it. Appreciate that a ton. Um, on tomorrow's show, we will break down what Gus Malzahn says later today at his press conference because we're game week, and that's what happens now. So, absolutely pumped. Michael, where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter. At CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. The show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. And on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We're back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.